Yeah, Sue Jeffers here. Um, Sue Jeffers Show, obviously, such a clever name. Uh, joining me now, Twyla Braze, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. She's in studio with me talking about uh, her annual fundraiser coming up on October 24th. Uh, Pete Hegseth is there. Howard Root is there. You know Howard Root. He's filled in on this show. Great story he has. Pete Hegseth gives a great talk, too. It's just unbelievable. And, of course, I never miss a chance to to listen to Twyla talk because you're the best. You're the smartest woman I know, Twyla. So October 24th, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yes, thanks. Uh, October Tuesday, October 24th at the Marriott City Center in downtown Minneapolis. And I'm going downtown. I don't go downtown Minneapolis for Twyla. I'll go anywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. Yeah, well, we, this is really to support what we're going to be doing in 2018. And I will be talking about the escape hatches that we are building to get us out of uh out of uh, socialized medicine and back to freedom, no matter what Congress does. You can tell Congress isn't doing a whole lot. And so we need people's support to help us uh, get where we need to go to keep us in Washington, D.C., talking now to the Trump administration, because now we know people in HHS, and we actually have inroads. And uh, here at the Minnesota legislature, always holding their feet to the fire, Matt oh. Flanders is our good uh, person who's doing that now for the most part in Minnesota. Yeah, and he's so, smart, too. Yes, he's, he's smart as well. And so all of that requires funding and we don't get any government grants so if you like what we do then come and support us uh support what we do because uh you know we're committed CCHFreedom.org. 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 Yep, you can can sign up and go. And we have a secret for them coming up, but not quite yet. We're not going to tell them our surprise quite yet. I I just, I want them to all come on the 24th. And if they can't, I want you to send Twyla a giant check. Okay, President Trump tweeted out last week seven years ago congressional dems broke the american health care system this morning he tweeted out uh health insurance stocks which have gone through the roof during the obamacare years plunged yesterday after i end their dems windfall yes. true true absolutely true it was kind of fun to to see the stocks fall because uh people out there who are depending on the health plans which have so many redistribution streams of money coming into them and you know so it was a windfall for the stockholders as well right right off of the american taxpayers money out of the hard working hands of our our uh, citizens and our neighbors and so suddenly they saw that maybe the health plans would you know up and leave what's happening Happening here with the Affordable Care Act, and that would be a fine thing. Collapsing the Affordable Care Act would be a fine thing. A fine thing, because fine people thing. do not realize how destructive and damaging it is. Basically, a redistribution of wealth. People are talking about stagnant wages. There, people do not realize the impact on the economy. If it, the Congress is talking about tax reform now, and we're going to talk about it at, at four thirty-five today. But tax reform. If you repealed Obamacare, it would be a huge tax break for most people right actually the uh the law is considered a one trillion dollar uh um what was that word that you use uh land uh not landfall (laughs) windfall it's a one trillion dollar windfall to the health plans so not only because of the expansion of medicaid and there are plenty of documents that talk about how they're making most of their profit off of the government programs 
off of Obamacare, off of Medicaid, off of Medicare. This is their this is their bread and butter. This is their cash cow. But it all comes from the taxpayer. And so, you know, the people who are looking at what's happening because of what President Trump did. And I, you know, I tweeted him that very night. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, thank you so much. President President Trump, because this is what we have been asking. We have sent two letters to Trump and said, you know what you can do to collapse it? One, you can do this. You can take away and stop immediately the unconstitutional payment, which, you know, Congress never okay, gave one dollar for. Right. This, right? Let's exp- let's explain this to people, because okay. um, I, I think this is get this gets confusing. There were two or three or four things that happened last week. One was the religious rights yeah. uh, that. Donald Trump, President Trump right. stood up for a religious liberty. Uh, then you had the other thing where um, they were taking action to repeal Obamacare's IPAB and improve seniors' access to Medicare. That was a big one. Then you had Donald Trump make the make the um, decision. Order. It's not really an executive order. It's just saying, hey, we were unconstitutionally paying out this money. We're stopping it. Something the insurance companies have been looking at, but wondering how long before he stops this. And those payments are due out next week next or the week, week after, next like week. like in a week. Yeah. yeah. And, and all of a sudden he's saying, whoa, time out. But everybody wants their subsidy. The insurance company want their bailout and or subsidy or windfall or whatever you want to call it. But you've got states that want the money, sick people that want the money, old people that want the money, young people that want f- free money. Do they think we just print money? Oh, wait a minute. We do just print money. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. I was telling you that we look at it, so you've got these higher premiums, right? People are screaming about their premiums because of everything that the Affordable Care Act requires. 60%, right? 67% here in Minnesota last year. Right. And so that is the money that's taken out of your front pocket. But for every one of those subsidies and redistribution systems, and there are many in the Affordable Care Act, that is the money that's taken out of your back pocket. There's no free money anywhere. It's anybody who works, anybody who pays taxes pays that. But then they're also required to pay more just to get the coverage that the Affordable Care Act requires them to have. Well, it doesn't actually require them to have it. But if you don't want to pay the fine, then you have to have it. Right. So I'm very thankful for President Trump doing some of this. Can you explain to us, um, you had a news release this week. It was titled, President Trump, Here's What Your Executive Order (laughs) on Healthcare Should Say. Uh, I thought it was fabulous because, again, it's, you know, this is why you have to sign up for Twyla's e-newsletter. You have to find out. Sign up for the alerts that she sends out. When I tell you they do tremendous work, they do tremendous work. And you get something like this. And, and, and even me, who follows a lot of this stuff and understands half of what Twyla says <laughs> and tries to impart that knowledge to you guys, um, I learned something by, by your press release, too. Okay, yeah, well, we it was fun to tell him, you know, here's what your executive order should look like. And uh, and then it was fun to find out the very next day that he did number three on our list. Whoa! Right? So that that was great. So um, the first thing is just uh, every, there are ways out of paying the penalty and out of the mandate, and, the, and those are called hardship waivers or exemptions. And so there is a hardship exemption, number 14, and absolutely anybody can apply for it because it says basically that for any other reason, for any other, you know, hardship, you just can't afford the coverage. And so we said that one of the orders should be uh, that uh, it would be an automatic waiver for anybody who, you know, put in that exemption. 
So they would automatically be considered exempt from the mandate and exempt from the penalty. That would be just a great thing. Another one was to take away the... Um, the, all the money that Congress and their higher level staff get to pay right. for their Obamacare plans. Right. Nobody else gets it. That's actually illegal that they're getting totally it. Totally illegal. It's totally illegal. Uh, the Obama administration decided to call Congress a small business. Right. So that all those people could go into the small business exchange where their employer can add money. In everybody else's exchange, Minsure, healthcare.gov, you cannot have your employer help to pay for your coverage. If you don't get subsidies, you pay, pay the thing whole hog. But Congress was concerned that they would have brain drain and that all their staff would go away. And so then they, I mean, it's illegal. It's, it's actually, they have to be under what we are under, and they are not under it. And so that was um, another thing we said should be in executive order. And don't you think it's just so interesting because all the people who thought that was a good idea to call them a small Congress, a small business, now you've got Donald Trump and Rand Paul out there saying, now we're going to sell across state lines. Now the hospitality organization can be a small business and they can have six. 60 million people who and and so it's not going to be just ARP or it's not just going to just be Minsure uh, that's going to be able to be these small or a business that's going to be these small organizations selling across state line. This can really turn things around, Twyla. It can turn things around. The executive order was, I, I, I will admit, just a, a few too many potentially do, potentially this, potentially that, right? I know. Um, it wasn't as much of a order as it was a suggestion. But the whole idea here is that Trump was heading in the right direction, right. back to freedom. And the association health plans would allow small businesses and individuals to band together right. and thus become a large, a large employer they'd be considered a large employer and large employers do not have to offer all the essential health benefits that have made policies uh too expensive for people you know who are buying their own policies right or small businesses right okay we're gonna take a quick break then we're gonna get to some of your phone calls and then twyla has a surprise for us so stay tuned everyone uh sue jeffers with twyla brace twin cities news talk am 1130 and twin cities news talk.com And I am. I love having Twyla here. And Twyla, I can't thank you enough for coming in and telling us, sharing us all this information. We aren't going to have a chance to get into the whole Minsure uh, bailouts, the subsidies, the billions of dollars that that Minnesota taxpayers have forked over for for Minsure. Um, but you know what? We're going to save that for another day because the most important thing uh, is your fundraiser that's coming up. And hopefully everybody will attend and hopefully they will send you really big checks or even both. Uh, but let's jump to some of these phone calls okay. first. Okay. Uh, Keith, thank you for being so patient. Let's start with you. Hi, Keith. Welcome to the Sue Jeffers Show with Twyla Braze. Keith is gone. I hung up on Keith. I'm sorry, Keith. Um, that was 100% me. Well, I don't have him. Yeah, he's yeah he's gone. Sorry, Keith. Call back. Let's go. Who's who's next here? Dan. Dan, you're up next. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the Sue Jeffers Show. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hi. You guys are the champions in Minnesota for all the rest of us. We're so so, so grateful for what you ladies do, and um, <clears throat> just keep up the fight, man. It's awesome. Um, and it's T C H T is in Tom, C is in Charlie H. 
C is in Ch- C is in Charlie. C is in Charlie. So Citizens Council for Health Freedom, cchfreedom.org. Okay, and that's March 24th at what time? That would be October 24th. At That's okay. <laughs> Just I, making I sure. October, <laughs> <laughs> uh, registration at 6, but we're asking for RSVP by Thursday the 19th so that we have enough meals for everyone, right? So um, okay. that would be great. Wonderful. Well, have you had a chance to get in a room, closed door, no media room with the, the, gubernatorial, the, the Republican gubernatorial? gubernatorial candidates and and have uh, and have uh, Sue Jeffers Sue right Sue Jeffers uh-huh have you there as well and just these guys should know this stuff in and out and they should be slamming with a sledgehammer all the democratic uh, talking points to show you know the Democrats that are the problem in our country Dan that's one of the interesting that's a great point that you brought up because it is just shocking to me the Republicans uh, especially the ones who are running for governor uh, some even more than others but they know it's bad and why they are so tight-lipped about this disaster why they are so poor at messaging our friend John Gilmore says all the time we have the dumbest Republicans in the nation here in Minnesota and he is a hundred percent right. We uh, the, the the messaging about the damage and destruction from this is astonishing. And where are the Republicans? But the whole Democratic, all of the Democratic ideas, most all of them, are damaging. Everything they right. touch, they damage, they right. ruin. And so we want a fighter. That's why we elected Donald Trump. We want a fighter like you, ladies. We want a guy that just tells it the way it is. Yep. And is not politically correct and afraid of the stupid media like the good, like the good neighbor. Yep, valid you know, points. Come right at them. <laughs> valid points. Thank you, Dan. That's an interesting point that Dan brought up too. Is people people have had it and they want fighters. They want someone to come in and say we've had enough. I am so tired of the Republican liars who promised me they'd repeal Obamacare for seven years and we get nothing. We get nothing. Are you kidding me? I don't actually believe that most of them plan to do it at all. I know. It's just that they saw it as a very easy way uh, back into their job or into the uh, the position that they wanted to have. Right. Oh, Keith's back. Keith, I'm so sorry I hung up on you. That was all me. Welcome back. Hello. Hi. Thank you for uh, taking my call. <laughs> you, uh, my pleasure. My My comment was... In regard to my disappointment in the lack of conversation on a national level uh, with our politicians in regards to tackling some of the uh, the big cost drivers in our health care system, which contributes to exorbitant premium. And those things uh, are having to do mostly with obesity. Uh, we see it in an escalating fashion in our in our adolescents, and it's just it's going to cause an incredible increase in the cost of health care. It's going to lead to diabetes. It leads to 17 different types of cancer. It leads to increase in joint and back issues. And we know that our big cost drivers in this whole health care system are in the cardiovascular and the orthopedic areas. So it, 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 we, we don't hear that conversation about parents taking the responsibility or even in adults that are 
OB. It's taken the responsibility of increased exercise, uh, reduce the weight, those types of things. Keith, you're not calling on uh, government to come in and help us fix the fat people, are you? Oh, no, but the conversation is... Okay, there. good, good. No, Here, I, 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 I don't think government should be in it at all. I right, think that, uh, right. I think we need... Uh, we need to bring the awareness to, to to try to put more responsibility back into the the individuals, the homes, and and the lifestyle and the communities in, in regards to increasing uh, exercise and walking and less time on the computer. Um, Okay, I got the I got the picture. Yeah, thanks, right. Keith. I appreciate that. Um, I would challenge your definition that that's the cost driver, though. I don't think that's the cost driver. What do you think, Twyla? Well, I think it's an entirely different conversation about the the reasons for obesity. Uh, just look at how much the welfare system has grown. Look how much the food stamps have grown. Look how uh, people can't be working if they're going to get these things. You know, the one of the reasons that you take responsibility for yourself is because there are ramifications for if you do not, personal ramifications. But when somebody else is paying the bill and when you are being prevented from actually working in order to keep all that government money coming in, there are reasons because we we as people were really born to work. We are we are born to work to use our brains and to use our brawn and to use our muscles and use everything else, right? That's what we were made to do. And when you have an entitled class whom really has to, to do nothing in order to continue to have the money come in, you know, what are they going to do with all the energy? What are they going to do with all the energy that they have within their body? It's very easy for any of us if we're just like hanging around, you know, to eat. I think that it's a more complicated question. And I think that responsibility comes when you have personal ramifications right now, you know, we are paying lots of money uh, for them to to be in to well, to build the Medicaid program, right, to build the Obamacare program, to to build all of these programs, which take the responsibility out of their out of their um, out of their daily lives. And so I think it's a different question. I do think I do agree with you, Sue, that there are way other reasons for the premium increases, uh, including the uh, 10 essential um, uh, benefit mandates, all of the taxes, all of the requirements that have been put on the insurers, and particularly that now the insurers, who, as I said, really aren't insurers, right? They're they're just third-party payer systems. Uh, They are required to take in people who have uninsurable conditions. And that entire cost of uninsurable conditions is really borne by people who buy their own insurance. And the only reason here in Minnesota that you are seeing these premiums drop is because your taxes are going higher because they have this huge subsidy program called reinsurance and they're not even going to tell people in the individual market that the government is going to pay 80% of all the costs over $50,000 up to $250,000. So the, you know, the health plans, the other reason is consolidation. Right. So they told the other insurance companies, the true insurance companies, they had to go away. Right. Right. And so they put the health plans into power. And now where are people going to go? Right. And then they, then the government made themselves dependent on these plans. So now when the plans come to them and say, you know, we're going to raise the prices 50 percent unless you do X, Y and Z. The government says, oh, let me see. How can we do X, Y and Z? Right. And X, Y and Z means more of your taxpayer money. So there are reasons, lots of reasons that the premiums are going higher. And 
as a matter of fact, and the delivery of health care right. is going higher because of all the third-party payment, all the regulations in Obamacare, all the regulations in something called macro, which I won't explain, all the Medicare regulations, all of that costs a ton of money. And that's why doctors are, are thinking about leaving. That's why 48% of doctors are thinking about leaving, even as 10,000 people a day enter Medicare. Where, where are you going to go? So, so there are bigger problems than obesity, and I think the obesity thing is a different question with a different solution, and we really want to help. We would love to help people by bringing that responsibility piece back to them where they will feel the responsibility of taking care of themselves. And I will pile on and say pre-existing conditions or those um, unlucky, I guess is the word, mm-hmm. for the people who have um, um, lupus or whatever. Right, right. That's a different That's conversation, a different, conversation. A different issue that belongs somewhere else and not destroying everyone else's, everyone else's coverage. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, Stan and I don't need maternity coverage. That's right. We don't. And I'll tell Keith another thing. Keith, back it up 10 or 15 years ago there weren't nearly as many fat people do you know why because that's when they changed the definition of fat so overnight you had millions of people who weren't considered fat before we're now considered considered fat now some of them are professional football players professional baseball players body mass index is not a way to measure obesity Plus, I, you know, people don't really realize this, but I think it's kind of seeping out into the American public's uh, realization now. Remember all those things that say low fat this and low fat that and low fat this? Yeah. You know what you really, what your body really wants is fat. fat. <laughs> and, and, uh, and when you don't get the fat, you eat more carbohydrates. And that is what the scientists are now coming up with. This whole drive to take carbohydrates, uh, to take fat out of your diet has led people to actually have more sugar, more carbohydrates. And that has led to all of this obesity. We really do desire fat and we need fat. And so th- that's another reason for obesity that, you know, when the government says, you know, have less fat and then here we go and then and then here we are. And here we are. Uh, OK, so I'm sorry we're not going to get to the rest of the phone calls. If you guys want to hang on, I will talk to you um, after the next break because Twyla has to go. I hope I can answer. If I can't answer the question, I'll find out the answer to the question and report back next week. Twyla, tell us one more time about your event on October 24th. Yes. Not March, October. (laughs) (laughs) Tuesday, October 24th at the Minneapolis uh, City Center in downtown Minneapolis. We have Pete Hagseth as our keynote speaker, Howard Ritt as our MC. Me, I'll be there talking about what we've done and what we're going to do and um, giving you great reasons to support our efforts because we're committed, right? And so just go to cchfreedom.org, cchfreedom.org. It is dinner, so uh, registration is at 6 p.m. and doors open at 6.30 p.m. and uh, we would love to have you come. It's going to be a great, great, great event. Okay, Twyla has a surprise for us. I do. So in honor of you, Sue, and Woo-hoo. all of your uh, efforts to support our organization and to let people know about this thing called healthcare, we are offering five free seats to our event. And so they will go to the first five people that email this email address. So I'm hoping people are picking up their pens, picking up their paper. They can sit ready. with me. They, they they could. I know. 
<laughs> so, KW, get your email. Write this down. Write this email the address down. Okay, so in the subject line, just go free tickets to event, a uh, free ticket, ticket. Free ticket to event and send it to info, I-N-F-O, at cchfreedom.org. Info at cchfreedom.org. The first five people, and um, I'll email you back, and if you don't hear, hear from me today, you'll get it on Monday. Okay. Okay, and I and you can sit with me. I know. Hey, It'll be so much Sue. fun. Hey, that's a, that's a thing. Sit with Sue. I know. Sit with Sue. I know. Well, yeah, I don't, I never care who I sit with because, like I said, I make friends everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Twyla, I can't thank you enough, really. You are a wealth of information. I appreciate all, all your hard work, everything you do. Your organization is great. I hope lots of people go to your event on October 24th. And if they can't go, I hope they send you giant checks. People, if you can send her a giant check, send it. If you can only send a little bit, she'll take the five bucks too. Whatever, whatever you can send, every little bit helps. You just listening to her for the last hour, you have to understand the battles we're, we're fighting against. Twyla's it. She's our warrior. She's who we want. We got to defend her. We got to help her. Right? Well, the whole organization. So I'm happy to say this. Not just me, but yes, we all need to be in the battle. And we can only do what we do if we have people backing us up. And, of course, our big drive is actually to stop bad things and to get good things happening. Right. And the only way we can work on that is if we have people who are back us, back us up. So it's, it's a combined effort, us and, and you. One of the people that works in your organization, your fine organization, is Tim Herman. And I haven't met him yet, so I'm looking forward to meeting him on the 24th. I'm sure he's looking forward to meeting <laughs> <laughs> I know. He sends me emails telling me he's looking forward to it. So, all right. Thank you, Twyla Bray, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. It was great. Lots more coming, folks. We'll take the rest of the phone calls. We will talk about Governor Dayton's Minnesota. And plus, I have some more local, local, local. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Once again, thank you so much to Twyla Bray, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. You know, I don't know if you noticed it, Stan, we did not even get to the part about Minsure or reinsurance. There's a lot or, of things to talk about. I mean, about. you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars the legislature last year forked out to these insurance companies. And, and all of these people who are paying um, insurance companies tens of thousands of dollars uh in most cases for a product they don't want well, i need to talk to her about use. that she was talking about the uh mandate and the in the reef or the penalty because i i'm gonna have to pay the penalty this year because for what my insurance yeah, was compared to what gonna, i get i'm you're not, not doing gonna it. have to you're not gonna have to pay that penalty and say thank you donald trump thank you uh let's take one more phone call here on this subject mike you've been so patient hi mike thank you hey neighbor sorry about my voice i'm kind of caught with a bug here oh man everybody's got that i have my friend gina has the yeah interesting voice i hope i don't get it i love i love twyla um i keep pushing what you say local elections matter um but the whole thing is, I my head damn near exploded when I saw Lori Swanson's going to file a lawsuit. I know nine billion dollars that was illegal to begin with. You know the interesting part about that, Mike, is um, in 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 twenty seven 
states sued for Obama's illegal payments. And then the the judge came out and said, no, this is unconstitutional. President Obama, you don't get to do that. Donald Trump should have done this on day one, in my opinion. But now you've got Lori Swanson. And Lori Swanson, it's only Democrats. There's like... Mm, 10 of them, 12 of them states now. They're all Democrat who, states. Who Purely political. She's fighting, for. she's fighting for to be our next governor. This is nothing but political pandering, Mike. Nothing but political pandering. That is like so sick because you know what? There's nothing about her I like. Yeah, well, and she what's she done for us as Attorney General? You know, I've had Doug she Wardlow on several times, and Doug she Wardlow's talks. amazing. I wish you would run for go- I wish you'd run for governor again. I yeah. wish you'd run for attorney general. You sh- well, I'm not a lawyer and don't know enough lawyer things to do that. (laughs) We have a great candidate. Doug Wardlow's running and I'm going to help him get in fact coming up next week I think there's a fundraiser for for his campaign too so and in fact thanks Mike you go get healthy I appreciate your phone call of course Um, I know there's a fundraiser for Doug Wardlow it's in White Bear Lake I'll find the information on that and put it up on my Facebook page but I also and I'm starting Starting to get more and more invites now to go to candidates who are running for something, and Cal Bar and uh, Representative Lacero Lucero um, invited me to one coming up in November. So there's a lot of these things coming up, and yeah, they they want your money, but they also want you to get to know them. So you'll help get them elected, and we are only working to fight to get the good ones elected, and we're throwing the other ones out. We had. Um, I mentioned to you guys early on in the show how Amazon is looking to expand and how they want a sweet, sweet, sweet deal from whatever uh, state or city that they choose to locate in for this huge expansion. And, of course, this deal has to be um, a secret deal. So nobody's even going to find out how bad we got screwed by this deal until it's well over, all under the guise of getting... Uh, some 50,000 jobs, which it's nice to have 50,000 jobs, but what kind of jobs are they? That's really, really, really important. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, well, you got John Marty who's out there trying to say, oh, we should promise Amazon universal health care. No, John Marty. No, no, we shouldn't. Uh, And I don't think Amazon will locate in Minnesota, and I think they will not locate in Minnesota in part because of the destruction that Mark Dayton and the Democrats have caused in the state of Minnesota. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about high taxes. I'm talking about high energy costs. I'm talking about crazy labor law. I'm talking about increasing congestion. I'm talking about declining schools. And I'm talking about cold weather. And okay, except for the cold weather, I can pretty much blame Democrats and Republicans who vote like Democrats uh, for the precarious position that that we're put in uh, just this past week. And I was shocked. Channel 11 covered this. Channel 11 cannot be calling be called a right leaning TV station. But they talked about how Kiplinger named Minnesota the second least tax friendly state in the country. 
Minnesota ranked sixth in 2016. Kiplinger examined all 50 states and ranked each by income taxes, sales taxes, gas taxes, sin taxes, and other tax rules and exemptions. This is unbelievable. The report cited Minnesota's top tax rate of 9.85% as one of the highest in the country. Listen to me, people. Listen to me. They also highlighted with this what makes Minnesota really stand out and not in a good way is its income tax rate of 5.35% even for the state's lowest earner. A single resident with income of $45,000 a year would pay more than $2,000 in income tax. So poor people, they're screwing you over in Minnesota. You're taking it in the in the shorts. The report lists Minnesota medium property tax slightly above the national average. Uh, think about that, people. Your property taxes are due on Monday. Uh, Minnesota does offer some property tax relief for qualified homeowners. Uh, those homeowners whose property taxes are relatively high to their income get $1,000 back from uh, their property tax refund. The state also has a sales tax of 6.9% with food, clothing, prescription, and non-prescription drugs exempt. But there are some cities and counties that add their own local sales tax and transit tax on top of it, bringing uh, bringing it up even Uh, even higher. Uh, They talked about gas taxes. They talked about fees. They talked about uh, Minnesota's estate tax, which is totally ridiculous. They talk about the high taxes on alcohol and tobacco. They talk about the high taxes on little cigars and premium cigars. Uh, They talk about the high taxes on beer, wine, and liquor. Uh, It's just crazy, people. It's just crazy. And in true Channel 11 form, they said in 2017, the Wall Street Journal said uh, Minnesota was number eight on the list. So uh, they tried to pick what they thought was more credible, but they're still number eight. And they didn't even take into the same consideration. That is never a good thing to be named as number two on the least friendly uh, tax the least friendly uh least ta- least tax friendly state in the nation that's embarrassing that's that's just embarrassing in fact in excise taxes minnesota ranked number 4 we have some of the most regressive taxes possible and oh yeah poor people they're looking at you whether they're talking about an alcohol tax whether they're talking about a gas tax whether they're talking about a trans ta- transit tax you guys are the one that's picking up for the the tab for that Oh, just drives me absolutely crazy. Stan's telling me I got to take a break. I'll take a break. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and Twin Cities News Talk. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. You know, last week we celebrated the 10-year anniversary of the Freedom to Breathe Act. So 10 years ago... They banned smoking in bars and restaurants. So stupid. So stupid. I just can't believe it. And we're supposed to live in a free country, you know. Uh, They said many restaurant workers were skeptical about the ban at first. They were concerned that customers would leave and never come back. Well, they did. 
They did. We now have over 2,000, almost 3,000 fewer bars and restaurants, and that includes all the jobs and the tax revenues that come with it. So think about that for a second. These sin taxes bother me so much. South Dakota is looking at raising their cigarette taxes, and some people are fighting back. They're fighting back, and they're saying, no, this is a really bad idea. And some of the people who are fighting back are using Minnesota numbers to try to get uh, South Dakota to not be so stupid. Uh, they said when Minnesota increased its tobacco tax by 130 percent uh, in the counties that shared a border with South Dakota, the sales fell 35 percent. Not only did Minnesota lose cigarette sales to its neighbors with lower taxes, they estimated that the state tobacco retailers lost $38.46 million in non-tobacco sales, such as gasoline, food, beverages, and lottery tickets, as well as 1,100 jobs. So thanks for nothing, you people who are supporting the sin taxes. One interesting thing, and another reason that Amazon will not relocate in Minnesota, under some of the talks um, uh, uh, for tax reform that we're hearing coming out of D.C., we're seeing um, a a call for, um, um, you know how there's a, a, a... Federal deduction. So here in Minnesota, we get a deduction for what we pay in state and local taxes. Well, Minnesota has the fourth highest income tax rate in the country and a high rate of home home ownership, which is key too. Uh, so all of those would be gone in the tax reform. So tell me again why we should live in this state if we aren't even going to get the deduction for the super high taxes. People would be out of here so fast it would it would make your head spin. Also, last week, another reason why Amazon won't come here is the congestion on our roads. I have been harping about this and harping about this and harping about this. Uh, a couple weeks ago it was 35W North was shut down for two weeks. This week it's 35E North that's shut down and sure enough um, Star Tribune had an article last week. The Minnesota Department of Transportation released its annual congestion report last week. Congestion rose to the highest level since 1993. Oh, yeah, I could have told you that. Uh, This year's report found that the roads were jammed 23.7% of the time between 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. and between 2 and 7 p.m. It's so ridiculous. Unbelievable. Yeah, Uh, I don't know how people drive in that every day. I don't either. I I honestly. And I literally would not take a job in Minneapolis just because of that fact. Nope. Uh, the roads are projected to be jammed 30% of the time more within the next 10 years. Translation, translation, you're going to be stuck in traffic. Oh, and it's not because we're growing. Well, maybe if you'd carpool or, uh, you know, take the bus or the light rail soon yeah, instead of you yeah, driving your gas guzzling yeah. SUV oh, all by yourself. And those, I know, I bought a bigger <laughs> one. Those, um, those fools in St. Paul. Their advisory committee just said, yeah, let's spend $1.2 billion on a streetcar. A billion That'll dollars. That'll help. That a blows billion my mind. dollars blows my mind is exactly right. Uh, Patty, let's take Patty's phone call. Hi, Patty. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sue. How are you? Are you is your head going to explode, Patty? Yes, it is. Yes. You know, here's the deal here, Sue. 
Okay. Here's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Oh, totally. These people that run for office nowadays, you tip them upside down, and I'm telling you, Sue, Democrats <laughs> and Republicans, every dog on one of them looks alike. <laughs> they think that they win the lottery when they get voted in. Yep. They're not stupid. Nobody's going to convince me that these politicians in Minnesota and around the country are stupid. No, they're really smart. They adhere to rules that the rest of us have to re- they don't adhere to the rules that the rest of us have to adhere to, Sue. Yep. Literally, they go into office, they've got insider trading, they make millions and millions of dollars, they promise us the sun, the moon, and the stars, and they give us nothing. And here's what I say, throw the bunch of them out. I am voting against every incumbent, I swear, in the next election. I am sick and tired. And Lori Swanson, that lunatic, I know she keeps on getting voted in. This state, this state, I'm telling you right now, Sue, they'd vote for Adolf Hitler if he was a doggone right. Democrat. And then people smelled money in Minnesota back 100 years ago and more because this was one of the richest states in the country. I know. raped the money right out of this state. It's crazy. There it's, you go. I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah. And you know what? You nailed it, Patty. You nailed it. Right Thank on. You. I miss you, lady. I miss you, too. I wish I could. You know, I, I've got If you knew what I did every day, Sue... I have got an unbelievable life. I'm 67 years old, and I don't have time to sit around. <laughs> I really don't. And I'd run for office, but I think I'm too too honest, and I'd be yelling at people. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people who vote, I don't think they want to know the truth. I really don't. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know what, Patty? I'd vote for you. Thank you. Thank you. And Sue, I'd vote for, I'd vote for you. Yeah, I tried, Patty. Apparently, people don't want to vote for me either. So we'll just have to help other people get elected. Because uh, you know what? There are some good ones out there. And like I think of the lady on my city council that I've been uh, helping to lit drop and door knock for. And I go to doors and people are like, she's so great. And and so there are some good ones out there. And and like Lori Swanson, no, I want Doug Wardlow to, to get that seat. And I'm going to do everything I can she's to make terrible. sure that and he gets in there. voted in again and again and again. It's just it's I know. an absolute. You know, Sue, if you ever read that book, Brave New World, it was out many, many years ago. It was college material. Of course, we don't have free thinkers anymore in our colleges. Nope. But I remember the one line in that book where a guy stood up and he said, don't you want to be free? And nobody knew anything about they had no idea what he was talking about and i feel like i've woken up in that world i know i feel like i have too yep. thanks patty appreciate your comments this country so when a, when a business owner can't say what happens in their business i know we lost our freedom a long time ago a long time ago yeah. thanks patty uh the the there are many, many, many reasons. I love Fatty. There are many, many reasons that Amazon won't come here. The tax uh, and regulation the uh, are absolutely ridiculous. Um, the I didn't even get a chance today to talk about the energy costs or the crazy labor law, the increased congestion, the declining schools. I mean, these are really important stories. I wanted to come back to you guys and talk to you some more about local, local, local. So I guess we'll have to talk about this some of this stuff again next week because this is this is just so 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 important uh, that we that we try to. One of the things that happened this week, and I got to say, where did these Republicans find a backbone? Uh, The legislative subcommittee uh, rejected the union contract. That is huge. And, of course, the the unions went 
crazy about this. And we are going to talk about this next week because this is one of those you have to hear the rest of the story. If you read Harold Hamilton's Anoka County Watchdog, if you look at Look True North, they put up their great conservative blog. Um, or if you read like the local legislative uh, stuff, you would have known about this. But you have to hear the rest of the story. You just have to hear the rest of the story. And I say thanks, Republicans, for uh, for rejecting the union contract because uh, nobody was looking out for the taxpayers of Minnesota. Oh, man, Stan, another week we didn't get to what we needed to. What are you covering on your show today? That giant sturgeon? Yeah, we'll talk about that, of course. Oh, that would be God. fun to reel that sucker in. Did you see how... How big was that? I oh think my... it was close to 10 feet. Oh, my god! And gosh. mine was only half of that, and it was a hell of a fight. Oh, man. And underwater cameras and Hall of Famer Terry Tumo are going to be joining us, too. Whoa, sounds fabulous. And you know what? We'll be back next week loaded for bear. There's just never shortage of material uh, under President Trump or in Dayton's Minnesota. Everyone have a great week. See you next week. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.